Good morning, everyone. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to the 7 a.m. Eastern Time, Old Readers Anonymous, A Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Amy G., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Today's date is Tuesday, April 4th, 2023, and today we are reading in the big book. We are in the chapter Into Action. We are on the second paragraph on page 72, going through seven sentences. So we'll be starting with, this is perhaps difficult, ending in the middle of the paragraph, we may not overcome drinking. Today's readers are Heidi B., Barb W., Nancy R., on the steps Alice A., the traditions Nancy C., our newcomer greeter Chris G., and the host for the second awesome unrecorded hour is Ken W. H. Thanks to Team Tuesday. The reference numbers for yesterday, Monday, April 3rd, 2023, 7 a.m. meeting is 20,114. That's 20114. And for the 10 a.m. meeting yesterday, 20,115, 20115. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Alice A. to read the 12 steps. Please go ahead, Alice. Thank you. This is Alice A. from Alabama, recovered compulsive eater, just since I got up this morning. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all of these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, 
made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to do service. Thank you, Alice E. from Alabama. I will now ask for Nancy C. to read the 12 traditions. Please go ahead, Nancy. Thank you, Amy. Good morning, everyone. Nancy C., gratefully recovering in Ann Arbor, Michigan this morning. The 12 traditions. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you so much, Nancy C. Okie dokie, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, <clears throat> then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear my timer or I will say time. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only, please. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. Again, this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute your phone. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. 
Today we resume our study in the big book. We are in the chapter Into Action. We are on the second paragraph going through seven sentences that end with we may not overcome our drinking. Heidi B is going to get us started. Go ahead, Heidi. Can't wait. Good morning. Thank you. Heidi B. from New York, recovered for today. This is perhaps difficult, especially discussing our defects with another person. We think we have done well enough in admitting these things to ourselves. There's doubt about that. In actual practice, we usually find the solitary self-appraisal insufficient. Many of us thought to go much further. We will be more reconciled to discussing ourselves with another person when we see good reasons why we should do so. First, if we skip this vital step, we may not overcome drinking. Oh, so um, this is not perhaps difficult. This was uh, very difficult for me. Um, here I had spent my entire life trying to manage um, how people perceived me and what they thought of me and um, you know what I disclosed or didn't disclose to who and when. Um, and now here I was faced with the proposition of being completely honest with someone else. And um, you know that last sentence that I that I just read. Um, if we if we skip this vital stuff, we may not overcome drinking. Well, that was exactly what happened when I did my first uh, fifth step and skipped over things that I thought you know were stupid or. Um, not important to share, um, or we're taking too long to get through because here we've been sitting reading this thing for how long, and I didn't want to take uh, any more time of the person who was taking my fifth step, and et cetera, et cetera. And I've heard many, many versions of that um, that tale, um, many, many warnings uh, since that time. And that is exactly what happens is that when we are not um, fully honest with someone else in doing this fifth step, um, we relapse, and that's what happened for me. Um, and I, um, I think about like this in actual practice. We usually find a solitary self-appraisal insufficient. Well, I thought that I knew everything that I needed. Um, I thought that I knew what was important and what wasn't. And what I found out uh, with the help of a recovered sponsor was that. I didn't know anything, <laughs> um, you know, all the things that I had such deep, deep shame about, and I thought I was such a terrible person, um, in fact, were things that, you know, turned out to be not, you know, not such a big deal, not things that in some cases I had to even make amends for or anything like that. And and then the things that I sort of had um, gone over kind of quickly and didn't think were a big deal were in fact things that I had to look at more deeply. And, um, you know, I couldn't do that without the help of someone else, um, you know, again, because I, I thought I knew what I needed and I, I, I didn't, um, I still don't. I need to hear from other people. I need other people to hold up that mirror for me um, because I cannot, I cannot see those things for myself. Um, you know, and, my experience has been continually that lies of omission, um, you know, not being completely honest about things and selecting what I share, that always comes back to bite me. 
Um, it just doesn't work. And I'm so grateful that I learned through practicing these steps how to live life um, on an ongoing basis every single day. It teaches me how to be um, successful. And, um, you know, I'm just I'm grateful to finally have gotten that manual for life that I thought everyone else had. Um, here it is right in front of me. So grateful to be here today. Thank you for allowing me to share and to do service. I'll pass. Thank you so much, Heidi B, for getting us started. Uh, now we're going to take some names uh, for those who would like to share. Just a friendly reminder that if you have um, shared either Monday or Friday, although we value your experience, strength, and hope, we appreciate you just standing by and let others share their experience, strength, and hope today. So. Who would like to share on what was read? Kelly S. Katie, Katie G. Melissa, Melissa C. Tanya D. Melissa C. Who was after Melissa C, please? Tanya D. Donna. Donna K. Ohio. Donna K. What page, please? Somebody W? Barb. Barb W. Yep, okay. And there was someone else after Barb? Here, Barbara W. Yes. Um, Barbara, I got you. Can you hear me? You. Can yes, you hear me? I've, yes. I got you, Barbara. Okay. Um, I just wanted to share about um, the recovery. Barbara? It, yes. Barbara? Hi, Barbara. What we normally do is we'll take a list of names and numbers, and then we'll go in order, and then I call your name. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you called my name. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just letting you know that I heard your name, so I got you on the list, okay? Okay, I'm very sorry. Okay. No problem. No problem at all. Okay, so this what is page, what I've got. Please, I'm sorry. Oh, okay, who was this, please? LB. Is it LB? Toby with a T. Toby. Yeah. Okay. And it's Toby initial? No, I just want, I want to know the page. I'm sorry. Oh, okay, Toby. We are on page 72, second paragraph, going through seven sentences. All right. Thank you. So here we have the lineup. You're welcome. Kelly S., Katie G., Melissa C., Danya or Tanya D., Donna K., Barb W. I think we've got two Barb Ws here. And that's it. We're going to get started with Kelly S. All right, girl, grab the mic. Let's roll. Well, good morning, guys. Thanks, Amy, for your service. This is Kelly S. Recovered Compulsive Eater in um, Bulimic in Oklahoma. I'm always shocked when, they, when you guys hear my name first. Um, okay, so, um, yes, this was a very difficult um, when it talks about an actual practice. We usually find a solitary self-appraisal insufficient. I think about, um, you know, that this, these first 164 pages have never not really been changed since the book was written whenever 38 or 39. And the steps are in we for a reason, you know, there's a reason that we are meant to do this. Um, you know, I practice my disease in isolation. And so, you know, higher power wants me to practice this with you guys or with a sponsor, my fellows, and so I have to remember that a lot in my day-to-day -day practice, trust me, that I'm not supposed to go this alone. Um, 
But the, I really did want to talk about, I didn't know we were stopping at this sentence, um, but this is a sentence I was really wanting to focus on. You know, so when we come in, when I came in these rooms, you know, I'm binging, I'm purging, I'm over 100 pounds overweight, I can't stop, I wanted to stop so bad, you know, I had this great desire, but, you know, what I heard in these rooms, what I read in this book is I didn't have the power, I lacked the power, you know, to stop, I had the desire, but I couldn't stop, and then, then you guys told me that the solution was a higher power, you know, we find out in this book, it's a spiritual malady that, you know, Step one is the only step that talks about food, and it's only the first half of the step. The rest of it is all my unmanageability, which, you know, I always thought it was food and weight and eating, if I could get that under control, but no, you know. So then I find out that the problem is I have this spiritual malady, on, and I need this higher power. That, that is my solution. I need a power, right? And the steps are going to get me to this power. But what is blocking me? You know, that I learned throughout this work that I'm being blocked by my selfishness, my self-centeredness, my ego, my, my pride, my fears, you know, um, self, 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 right? And so why do I have to do this work? Well, because you guys tell me that. None of this makes sense to me. If you're a newcomer, you're like, what the heck? I just came here and lose some weight or get my eating under control. I didn't know I needed a new attitude, a new relationship with a creator. I didn't know I need to get all this stuff out of the way. But if I don't get this stuff out of the way, since the solution is this power, right? And these are obstacles. And until I get these obstacles out of the way, I'm blocked. So I am blocked from the only solution now that I have found out that I have to have. I am blocked, right? So without getting these defects, I have no power. I'm back into self, right? I have no power. So that, for me, yes, that is the best reason because if I get, if I am blocked from this power, I'm definitely powerless. I'm going back into food. And I want, not today, I just, you know, today I don't really want to overcome my compulsive eating, and I have, and I'm so grateful for that. I want this relationship, right? I love my new attitude. I love my new relationship with Creator, and I love finding out these obstacles and getting this crap out of the way. Not that, I pass. Thanks, Thanks, Kelly. Perfect timing. Okay, uh, Katie G, you're up, followed by Melissa C. Hey, Amy, good morning. Good morning, everyone. This is Katie G, Recovered Compulsive Eater in Boston. And, um, you know, I looked up the word solitary, and solitary is a lone wolf. And, um, you know, for a long time I thought it would be enough to just, like, look at what was wrong with me on my own. But the problem is, as we learned, my alcoholic life is my only normal one. Like the problem is not, I'll just say what the problem is for me. The problem is the story I tell myself, right? I tell myself these lies that I believe, right? So I believe the lie that you don't like me. And so then I act in ways to treat you badly because I, I'm in this fear that you don't like me, that, you're, that, that you hate me, that I'm going to be abandoned. And then I act according to that. And the problem is with being alone and being a lone wolf and doing a solitary self-appraisal um, is that nobody's there to help me break down the lies. And, and, and this is so vitally true for me today. Like, well, I'll, let me just take a step back. Like, my disease wants me to live in it. Like, um, a year ago today, I was coming on the line. I was saying I was recovered. And I was telling myself it was okay to exercise two hours a day. I was telling myself it was recovered to eat a normal weight and measured meal and to be losing weight. 
And it's not. That's not abstinence. I wasn't working towards maintaining a healthy body weight. And these, my alcoholic life is the only normal one. So this is what I believe to be true. Like in my DNA, I've never known the truth. And this is the process of getting to, to the truth. And the truth is God, right? And like our, our friend just said, like if I am living in my character defects, I can't get to God. But I'll just tell you real quick, yesterday something happened. Somebody told me something that happened and I had an opinion. Oh my goodness, what about that? So instead of doing a step 10 and looking at Katie, why are you disturbed? I called a friend and I said, here's the story. I am disturbed. But it wasn't like I was like, hey, let me share. I have a step 10. It was like, hey, let me share. This is wrong and this is why, <laughs> right? And then I paused and I was like, Katie Greenberg, you do not get, you do not get away with this. And thanks be to God, I had a friend who we did the work together. And it was like, no, Katie, you don't get to have a strong opinion about this. You don't get to be looking for some sort of like sexy, better than other people opinion. Like I've given up my right to have opinions. And the thing is, I can stay trapped a lone wolf in a deserted barn to die, right? Or I can get the freedom that comes. I don't need to have an opinion. I'm agnostic, like I, I don't get worked up, right? I watch for excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, or foolish decision. So I'll just wrap up with this, Amy G. The main problem is in my mind, and I need all of you. I need recovered women and men to help me have an entirely new way of looking at things, and that is God, and with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Katie G., um, Melissa C., you're up, followed by Tanya or Tanya, I think. But Melissa C., you're up. Please go ahead. Hey, thanks, Amy. Thanks so much for your service. Thanks for taking the meeting. My name is Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York. And, you know, um, I, I think, like, a solitary self-appraisal isn't just insufficient. It's actually – it isn't. It just doesn't exist because – I don't have the ability to appraise myself on my own. You know, I think um, the 12 steps are not an independent study. It's not like, let me, let me read these things, let me go do these things alone um, and get well alone, you know. And I think, you know, Kelly said it really well. I practice this disease in isolation, and the solution cannot be practiced in isolation. And you know, for myself, um, there were a lot of things that I did not want to re reveal to anybody. I didn't want to reveal them to myself. And it actually wasn't until I said them out loud to another person that I did really reveal them to myself. I only thought <laughs> that I had revealed some things to myself. But until it came out of my mouth, until I looked eye to eye with another human being, um, it didn't really exist it wasn't it wasn't a real um it wasn't a real inventory and you know because um my mind gives value to things that have outlived their use you know it tells me you know if you think about what an appraisal is it to figure out whether things have value or or what their value is and if they're worthwhile of keeping you know or letting go and when i do it on my own it's because, and, and even today, right, when I don't want to reveal something about myself, it's not because I, you know, I don't think it's valuable. 
It's because I am valuing my reputation. It's because I care more about how others view me than about my integrity. And these 12 steps is really about laying aside reputation. Reputation means nothing. And everything is about having integrity, is about being honest, you know, having a clear path between God um, and myself and the rest of the world. And there's three parts, you know, to an appraisal. It's yes, myself, to another, and of course to God. And I can't get to God all on my own. I, you know, I I wish I could. Sometimes I can. I can have those moments. But when there are things that are in the path, I absolutely, absolutely need someone else to sort of shed light on it, see it, name it, and help me let it go. And um, with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you so much, Melissa C. from New York. Okay, Danya? Danya D? Yes, this is uh, is, uh, Tanya D. Thank you. Uh, T-A-N-Y-A, D as in dog, uh, in (laughs) Illinois. And, uh, yeah, really, uh, really important uh, paragraph. Um, You know, when I came into this program, I I came from a family where the implicit message is um, nothing don't admit anything hurt your feelings, right? Like be be strong and uh, don't admit that you're wrong. Um, that was the implicit message, you know, bl- blame somebody else, um, never, never like look at your part essentially. And so to think about, you know, admitting um, what, what things had like affected, you know, my self-esteem, my ambitions, and then to admit my part uh, in the things um, that, you know, that I held resentments um, about that was among the scariest things for me um, to do in program along with the immense part right the part where I have to face other people because like so many of us I wanted to do it in isolation Um, you know even the higher power stuff like I was an atheist and that part was not uh, once I became willing that part was not scary but admitting to another human being you know the exact nature of um, my wrongs was scary and so I'm grateful that that warning is there you know that um, first and foremost, I mean, we can talk about why it, it's helpful on, on many levels, but first and foremost, I have to do it if I don't want to go back into the food. And I'm grateful that what was, you know, even scarier for me than than, than facing a loving sponsor um, was was going back into the food because I had understood like the full nature of my disease and. I just did not want to um, return to that, and I and, and I believed, you know, I believed the warnings um, in this book. And of course, like you know, so many of us, um, I'm happy to report that the the fifth, like it was a relief to admit all my wrongs. You know, I sort of view the um, part of the steps as like they say, like joining the human race. Like step five was one of the steps to like joining the human race, like becoming part of. And um, I don't remember anything like particularly profound during my fifth step, but I remember like walking out and feeling like like I, I really am part of the human race as opposed to, you know, alone and different and unworthy. Um, and, and that's really powerful. And it is important for me to continue like, admitting the things that I don't want to admit, like especially, you know, the resentments that I quote unquote 
don't think I should have, you know, because they're petty or because I should know better than this. Like, those are the kinds of things that um, is especially valuable for me to kind of own up to and say, like, hey, it, it is what it is, right? I, I, I wish I didn't have this resentment, but I do. Um, so uh, thanks for letting me share. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Tanya D. from Illinois. Um, we're going to go with Donna Kay, but before we do, just a friendly reminder for those who might have gotten on the line a little bit later, we're on page 72, the second paragraph, going through seven sentences, ending in, we may not overcome drinking. Okay, so Donna Kay, please go ahead, and then it's going to be followed by Barb W. from Illinois. Go ahead, Donna. Yeah, good morning. Hi, uh, Donna Kay, I recovered in Ohio. Um Really grateful for this uh, this reading this morning. Um, I am uh, kind of in an unsettled state as I have um, the, the topic we're discussing today about self-appraisal is really, really, really helpful in the big book. Um, I'm going on a, a uh, four-day road trip with a sibling um, and, and their spouse and um, and my husband. And um, things are just old, old, you know, crap is bubbling up. And um, there's some fear. So I have some, I have some work to do. I have about a day, you know, before I actually am at, um, are going to be in the company of these two siblings. But I had some work to do today uh, to just get mentally and spiritually prepared, you know, and um, and have some quiet time, you know, with uh, with my higher power. She will help me through this and help keep me calm. And um, these people that I'm going to spend time with today, uh, or tomorrow rather, are, you know, they, we all come from the same family. And... Um, it's a real challenge. But today I know that I don't have to have it all together, you know. Um, I can't control other people, and these people are, are they're sick people as well as myself. And um, and I need to pray and uh, pray for assistance from my higher power so that I can be in a place of compassion and um, acceptance of as of who they are and who I am. Um, I just need to really put, take good care of myself, take my tools with me, you know, you know, my <laughs> uh, physical tools in my in my bag and my uh, my emotional spiritual tools, you know, to stay connected and make outreach calls. So. Um, Anyway, that's all I have to share. A really good topic, um, and I'm really grateful for my sponsor and my sponsorees. I just feel very vulnerable, and uh, a little, you know, <laughs> there's a little layer of fear hanging around me right now about, you know, of the what ifs. And you know what? I don't have the answer. <laughs> I'm going to do a lot of spiritual work. So anyway, thank you so much. Grateful for the meeting um, and then all the support. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Donna Kay from Ohio, Barbara W. from Illinois. If you would like to share on what was read, please go ahead, and then we'll take the other Barbara. Amy, thank you for your service. Barb W., recovered compulsive overeater at Illinois, really grateful today. (laughs) 
in actual practice, I, I read that in reality, and oh, how I've bucked reality, I bucked against it. And so Bill's sharing knowledge, firsthand experience and knowledge. I need to pay attention, like reality. So the solitary self-appraisal is insufficient. The, the same girl, my nine-year-old self, alone with an entire box of Twinkies, couldn't see beyond the box in front of her. And as an older in years person, facing my defects on my own, I'm unable to see what I cannot see. And quoting Einstein, the consciousness that caused the problem cannot be the consciousness that solves the problem or cause the cause the problem. Is that what I said? Cause the problem cannot be the consciousness that solves the problem. And so I need another set of eyes and ears and a heart. And it says in the book, we will be more reconciled reconciled to make friendly again. I just love that definition. To discussing myself with another person. Terrified, I was terrified. But we hear again and again that this is a we program. It's about relationship. To myself, first of all, getting honest about not having control over food, but even more that I don't my life is unmanageable. Life is unimaginable, unmanageable as a human. And so my relationship to God in steps two and three takes me into four, where I'm asking my higher power to do the inventory with me. Show me what I'm missing. Show me what you want me to see. And now into five, my relationship with another, namely my sponsor. What a gift. It turned out to be such a gift. Sharing with another human on this level of deep vulnerability and being met with her open human heart Boy, I experienced an interfacing with the love of God. That's the only way I can put it. And it's like, if this person, my sponsor, was able to withstand, is able to withstand my windstorm of my destruction with patience, without judgment, without coddling, with shining a light and naming with me and accompanying me, how much more my higher power must care about and for me. And so it developed me along the lines of, of having moving to towards a spiritual awakening, which is the whole purpose of the steps. And that God is doing for me what I cannot do for myself. And God shows himself. God shows him, her, itself through others. And it's sort of an interlacing of that. So with that, I'll pass. I'm just really grateful to be here. Thanks, everyone, for your service. Thank you so much, Barb W. from Illinois. Okay, so we have the other Barbara, Barb W., from Nevada, I think it was Nevada. You've got three minutes to share on what was read. Please go ahead. Hello, I'm Barbara. I'm Barbara W. from from New Jersey. New Jersey. Okay, sorry, there was an okay. N there. Yes. Okay, go ahead, Barbara. Please share yes, what was read. Yes, I just wanted to share that I am so grateful to be in this program. I came in this program November of twenty two. I, w- I had a relapse years ago. But, you know, at this age of 68 now that I am, I have been going through some health chronicles uh, a year ago. And, boy, do I feel much better that I have a sponsor, that I can work the steps, like Harlem says, listen to his tapes, and I can discuss the problems that I was having way back that was causing me to be able to hold on to this program. And now that I'm in the steps, constantly listening to Harlem on my smart TV at home as well, it's just 
given me strength and the courage to want to discuss the problems that I will be that I do have with a sponsor, one whom I trust, because I know I have to learn to trust somebody in the program. You know, maybe not out in the world out there, but somebody in this program we can trust. And number one, I trust God because God is showing me things every day that I need to do for Barbara to take care of myself. And my uh, my chip, my granddaughter, I'm going to see her for Easter, and I'm just going to enjoy everyday living in this program and learn how to give it back and talk about it to people who want to hear it, to people who are in recovery. And learn to not to be ashamed of all my defects in character because I've had them over the years, and they are. I'm growing. They're getting much, much better now, and I'm getting much in a seasonal way, which is great for me to work the program. Thanks for listening to me. Thank you so much, Barbara W. from New Jersey. Okay, we're going to take uh, some more names here. Uh, who would like to share on what was read? Page 72, second paragraph, seven sentences in. Please give me your name. Sherry M. John M. Sherry M. John M. Chris W. Chris Vasa o. o. Vasa. Darian K. Darian. Roz G. Roz, gee, I think we're going to hold there and see what we got after that. All right, so Sherry Sherry M., John M., Chris W., Vasa O., Darian K., Roz G. All right, Sherry, go ahead, please. Good morning. Hi there. I'm Sherry M., and I'm a grateful um, a compulsive overeater in Wyoming. Thank you so much for your service. And I love this part of the big book as I love every part every day. But um, for me, what was resonating is, um, you know, I needed, when I did my very first uh, fifth step, the fear of eating was more than the fear of telling my sponsor my secrets. And when I got to that place, it really wasn't too hard of a, of an ask. And that everyone had done that in advance. I'm so grateful that my um, sponsor was a trusting, loving um, woman and that she called me the night before we were going to meet in person at the beach to do it. She said, now at the end of your fourth step, write down all your secrets and then turn the page and write down the thing I'm going to my grave with. And, you know, I'm grateful that she added those two things um, because there are some things in the fourth step, you know, that are not everything is covered in the fourth step. Let's just put it that way. Um, and for me, it was a big um, gift to just let it all go. So, you know, the requirements for me in order to trust somebody to give this to were that my sponsor had, I had her full loving attention during the fifth step, right? So at any time, if she would have gotten on the phone or gotten up or shown any sign of disapproval, <laughs> disapproval or judgment against what I was saying, I would have stopped sharing um, to protect myself because I would have realized that is not the person that God would want me to share with. And um, But I got lucky, and I would say along the way, I've had um, lots of loving sponsors um, over the last 19 plus years that I've been doing 12-step work. 
and they've all been trustworthy and wonderful. And there's nothing, um, it's the biggest gift. And so the reason why um, I think, um, you know, saying it to myself is one thing, okay, that's me and ego telling, you know, God these things. I don't need to tell God anything because God knows everything already, but there's something about telling another human being that levels my pride, that brings me to a state like on my knees in humility, and um, and it connects me. So I think that that was definitely the first time I had any sort of real, true intimacy in my life, and I realized that I could form this relationship with another human being and that nothing happened but more love like she loved me more uh, what I was sharing and that just brings tears to my eyes because this is such a loving program and there's so many um, amazing people and I have been asked over the years to hear people's fifth steps even if I wasn't sponsoring them um, mm-hmm. and you know we're, yes and I'll just wrap up it, it's a connection that you have with another human being that I've had for life and when I see them there's that warmth or when I talk to them. So um, there's nothing to fear but but killing ourselves with compulsive overeating. So that's my message today. Thank you so much for your service. Thank you, Sherry M. from Wyoming. All right, John M. followed by Chris W. Go ahead, John. John M. from South Carolina. Well, uh, the truth is I'm still not working these steps, and, of course, I'm still not abstinent. But, and this is a big but for me, I'm slowly getting it. It's just at my own speed, which uh, God has to work with us uh, at our speed, and, and uh, he does. And he continues to love me as I struggle. And I'm praying, which gives me hope that uh, I'll get this thing and be able to live my best life. I know that uh, all things are not only possible with God, they're definite. So really, all I have to do is keep praying and exerting my will in a positive direction. And uh, it's not for me to be angry with myself or to berate myself or... Why can't you get it? What the heck is the matter with you? All these other people are getting it. Uh, no, that's not going to help me. And it's not going to help me to wallow in self-pity either. So uh, what's going to help me is to work these steps. The program is tried and true if we'll follow it. But if we don't follow it, how the heck are we going to get there? We're not going to get there. So. The decision has to be, I'm going to work this thing as hard as I can. And uh, John has not come to that decision yet. We don't know when he will. We hope he will soon. So um, I just want to thank the people who are helping me, and, and that's an incentive because you know i got all these wonderful people at my disposal and these great meetings. I need to... Uh, not let these people labor in vain. I need to make their labor fruitful. They're they're taking time out of their lives to help me. So uh, let me get off this line and uh, thank everyone for listening. God bless. Thank you, John. Uh, Chris W., would you like to share on what was read, please? Go ahead, followed by Vasa O. 
Yes, thank you. Um, Chris W. in New York. Um, I've done many fifth steps now. I'm in other programs too. Um, and if I remember why I didn't want to do it, um, there were several reasons. One, I, I just thought I was a bad person. I didn't want anybody to know the details of that. And I, I kind of had this little epiphany while we were in the meeting this morning. I was doing everything exactly the way I was taught as a kid. So I was actually a success. <laughs> you know, I was, uh, I was very successful in what I was taught. And I, I just taught things that didn't work. Um, but um, I, I didn't trust anybody in my family. If you told anybody what was going on, they just gossiped about you. And that was very painful. So I didn't want to tell anybody anything. And, um, and then I had pride, too, lots of pride. So, um, But I, I had a sponsor that used to say, through pain, I become obedient. And the pain of not doing this program really beat me down real hard. And, you know, I didn't want to go back to the old life and the old insanity because I knew that. So I finally with a sponsor and um, I discovered that um, even more things came out than what I had written down and I thought that was interesting <laughs> maybe I had too much denial to write it all down but uh, it really is such a relief to talk about things and um, today I, I do a daily 10th step on email and um, I had an issue going on in my marriage that I didn't want to write about and I didn't want to talk about it for a long time, for months. And I finally, finally talked about it. It was such a relief. And, you know, my sponsor wasn't, she didn't think it was embarrassing or anything. It was just me, you know. Just the what I think is, uh, you know, other people still love you in this program. It's such a wonderful place. Um, where else can you get this kind of trust and love? I don't know. I've never seen it anywhere else, you know. So, um, but I uh, also was thinking about a couple of friends of mine. Um, one of them years ago committed suicide, and um, none of us in the program, and none of us thought she was even unhappy, you know. She acted, always had a smile on everything. And then recently a friend of mine attempted suicide, and... Um, she was meeting with her sponsor every week and this and that. And, um, you know, you have to, you have to put the stuff out there. You you can't come to the program and hold on, you know, I have to use the program. So, um, it can be deadly, you know? So, um, sure. thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you so much, Chris W. Okay. Vasa O, you're up by Darian K, followed by Darian K. Go ahead, Vasa. Thank you. Thank you, Amy, for your service, and good morning, everyone. I'm Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater calling from Port Charlotte, Florida. And, uh, yes, I came for the vanity, and I stayed for the sanity. And, yes, uh, I was ready to surrender to a power greater than myself with the food addiction because it wasn't working what I was doing any longer. And it is by the grace of God, you know, I did the first three steps. I can't, he can't, and I will let him. And, yeah, it took me about six months to take the weight off. And I, 
Uh, that's what I wanted the most at that time. I came for the, for the vanity. And my sponsor said to me, well, now, great. You look great. You're wonderful. You look wonderful. And now we're going to continue with the steps, you know. That meant step four and five, you know. And I said, well, you know, why do I have to do that? God knows. I know what I've done. Why do I have to go and tell somebody else about my character defects and also my strengths? I needed to look at my, the strengths, too, not just the defects. But anyways, uh, she said, well, it says right here, if we skip this vital step, we may not overcome drinking. Time after time, newcomers have tried to keep to themselves certain facts about their lives. I don't know if we are in this sentence, but this is where I was. I, I was more afraid of going back to the food than doing the fourth step. Although, yes, it was very scary to, to do the fifth step, you know. But I was willing, and I was, I, I don't want to ever go back there. And I don't want to, I still don't, I don't have the fear any longer because God has gotten me through that fear. I'm not afraid of going back. At the beginning, I remember having horrible dreams, going back to the food and waking up in a terror, you know, and I'd say, oh, thank God it was only a dream. It wasn't real. So I'm so grateful for this program. This is where I've been growing up with the big book since the beginning. I crossed alcohol and I put food on it. So I have a life I never imagined I would. And I've never gone back to the food. I have no, no intentions and I don't have the fear. It's worth the rest of the steps. And my sponsor shared some of her, some of her character defects, you know. So I felt, I started trusting you know, God is getting me through the food. Now I'm going to trust and rely on God for everything else, working for the rest of the steps. And it's working. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you so much, Vasa O. All right, from Florida. Uh, Darian K., you're up, followed by Roz G. I think we should be able to get both of you guys in. So go ahead, Darian. Oh, good morning, Amy. This is Darian K. from the Berkshires in Massachusetts. So nice to follow my dear friend, Vasa. <laughs> um, oh, I just um, recovered for today. I'm so grateful. And, um, you know, I, I definitely have experience with the fifth step. And, no, I'm not going to say anything really that anyone else has said so eloquently throughout this meeting. Um, you know, it was scary. Um, I did not want people to know um, that I was imperfect. <laughs> um, you know, I knew it myself, but I did not want you to know. So, um, you know, I, I definitely wanted to keep that from from everybody, especially my sponsor. And, um, you know, she was just so kind and loving and wonderful. And she, you know, she took the time for me. And, you know, we were planning on going to this meeting uh, after we, you know, sat for a little bit. And, the meeting was long over, and it was, I think, three hours later, and she gave me such such amazing time. And, you know, I have to share, too, that when I take fifth steps, and I've done many of those as well, um, it is a gift. It is an honor, um, and it's a joy, really, because we're seeing people sort of shed that layer um, uh, and be vulnerable with someone else, but also just be honest and you know, I, I just think that that is just a beautiful thing um, to, to be able to witness 
um, somebody's willingness um, to go to great lengths um, to keep our, you know, our program. And so I am just so grateful that I have this program in my life and that I'm willing. And, you know, something keeps coming up in my brain. You know, we don't have a willpower. We have willingness power. And I, and I, I don't know why <laughs> that's in my brain, but, um, you know, it just makes sense to me having willingness power um, to do this program and to do it all and to do it, you know, um, in such a way that it just helps us stay away from a bite and live our best life. So thank you, and I pass. Great, Darian Kay. Thank you so much from Massachusetts. All right, Roz G., you're going to take us out. Please go ahead. Okay. Thank you very much for your service. Uh, my name is Roz G. I'm a compulsive overeater, and I'm in Palmdale, California. And uh, when I, uh, as a sponsor, when I'm practicing this part of the book, I invite my sponsees to start reading this paragraph when we're, you know, when we're we're doing our fifth step, and we read all the way through um, page 75. When I ask them, "Why are you here?" Um, and then we talk about, do you consider this to be a vital and crucial step? Do you consider this to be a matter of life and death? And when I did my first fourth step and my sponsor asked me, it, she didn't really, we didn't really do it the big book way, but she did ask me, is this a matter of life and death to you? And I couldn't answer that question 20 years ago. I had to experiment a lot more um, until I woke up hyperventilating in the middle of the night, um, not being able to breathe after after having binged on uh, a lot of sugar-free chocolate chips um, because I was angry about something that didn't go my way. Uh, I, I realized, you know, I could die over this. But getting back to this, you know, I have a big ego problem. Um, I've learned a lot of humility through this work. And I'm very grateful that through the step work, through maturing, and what Harlan always says is one of the impediments to God is a secret that you will not tell. And after, you know, many meetings and just observing people and, you know, deciding who I believe I can trust, I was able to tell what I considered to be my deepest, darkest secret to a, to a lady. And she kind of chuckled and said, well, let me tell you mine. And it was so similar. So today I realized that my compulsive overeating and my secrets could keep me in a place where I will not overcome. I could go back and relapse. And I thank God for the nightly review when it says, is there something that you, you know, a secret that you haven't told somebody? Is there, you know, something you need to tell? It reminds me that, yeah, there's still things that come up that I don't want to talk about, but I'd better talk about them because it'll take me right back into the food. And I don't want to die quite yet. Uh, I want to have grandchildren. I want to, I want to see the world. I want to continue with my gardening. And, 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 and watch life and, and participate in life and be a giver and, and, and do what God wants me to do while I'm still on this earth. 
Thank you, and I pass. Thank you so much, Raz G. from California. Perfect timing. We're going to wrap things up. I'd like to thank everyone who has shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. The share ID for today's meeting, Tuesday, April 4th, 2023, 7 a.m. Eastern Time. A Vision for You meeting is 20,118. So that's 20118. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Barb W. from Illinois, would you please read? Our book is meant to be suggestive only on page 164. Thank you, Amy, for your service today and everybody on the line. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.